We interrupt this groovy music by Sean Faust to welcome you to our first ever All the Horror episode. This week, we welcome writer Anne Fox, the author of The Cat That Caught the Canary and After Midnight, both available on barnesandnoble.com. You can get After Midnight right now for your nook for less than $5 if you hurry. She's talking vaginas! But first... Pitney and I talk about TV horror, the Italian sort, represented by some films of Lucio Fulci, Giallo Master, and we reminisce about the amazing horror movies that used to be made for American TV. And then we go deep on Stephen King's It in the way that only we can. We hope you're checking out a lot of the, all the horror shows this year. There are new ones every day in October. But don't forget, on October 20th, be sure to listen to One Giant Leap for Geeks, where we joined a hilarious panel to discuss the classic film, Blackula. And now, on with the show. Fest. Yes, you know. <laughs> we should probably yes. explain for for the people. I mean, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. But Italian horror being a whole special genre of horror. Yes, yes. And Fulci being one of the big directors. Yes. So I had a little, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've been less than happy the last week. So it's been kind of a sucky period. Yeah, right but, so I I'd like to binge watch. Well, things. yeah, your schedule definitely allows you to do that. And so coincidentally, I watched three Fulci movies that I didn't even I didn't even pick them for being him. They were just the ones I was drawn to. Okay. In this huge folder of like ninety movies. Oh my god, that's that gonna I, take a while. Well, I downloaded them a long time ago, like Torrent. Right. It was like, look at all these Italian movies in one picture. God, it must have been like 70 gigs or something. It was a huge file. Oh, my God. Is Nude for Satan in there? No. Because that was, the, that was no. my introduction to Italian horror, was Nuda por Satana, which I highly recommend oh, to everyone. Movie, yes. God damn it. I mean, how could you not want to watch a movie called Nude for <laughs> Satan? <laughs> but so two of them that I watched were actually made for TV in <gasps> Italy. Oh, I miss the days. And it was really, really <laughs> weird because they could have never shown these movies in America on TV because there was some... Were they really gory? The there was oh, One of them was really gory. One of them, it was so fucking weird and so crazy that I have to stop and tell you about it because you're going to laugh because it's so stupid. Oh my God, I'm excited. There was, there was some gore <laughs> at the beginning that they could not have shown on TV. Right. Um, so the bad one, let's just, the bad one is so fabulous. Okay. It is called (laughs) Sweet House of Horrors. I already love it. And 
these obviously rich people are driving home in their rolls or whatever it is. And oh, yes. They get up to the villa. Of course. And the villa, as they arrive from their vacation, is being robbed. Oh, my God. Okay, I love it. And so the robber hides, and they can start to go upstairs. So they're not aware that Yeah, but then okay. he drops a flower vase. And he has a mask over his face, so they can't see him. So rather than just run, he decides to kill them both. <laughs> okay. okay. As you do. You know. So, boom, and then we clip to the funeral. And it turns out that there's two children, and you know how much I hate children in film. Okay, so they're young. Young they're, children. Yeah, let's say ten. Okay. Okay. Eight. Yeah. Somewhere. And there's something so hideous about Italian child actors to me oh. that every child in any of these Italian films are so horrible. Like, anyway. <laughs> Like, beyond just the, the that showbiz kid thing? Oh, they're so... And then they're always dubbed into English so badly and so whiny. Oh, God. But anyway, so there would be... Yeah, whenever, whenever dubbing automatically yeah. changes a movie into how shitty the voice yes. actors are. <laughs> but oh, my God. So there's the kids, right? And they're at the funeral, and they're both chewing gum and blowing bubbles at their parents' funeral. Okay, they need to die. And then it's like, okay, that's really <laughs> weird. And then it turns out that they're going with the aunt and uncle, but they're going to the villa. Oh, they're still going to live in the villa no, where their parents live were murdered? In the villa. And, oh. But yeah. they want to sell the villa and have the kids move with them. And then all of a sudden, all this weird supernatural stuff's happening where you the, the clearly the house doesn't want itself to be sold, right? Oh my god. Which is pretty good and normal, but then we That's totally normal. I love it. It's 70s and so fucking weird. Oh my god. Like, okay, so then all of a sudden there's two dancing flames. Uh, okay. And the flames. Oh, oh, by the way, even though the kids were blowing bubbles with bubble gum at the funeral, saying how hungry they were, apparently as soon as they get home, they're so grief stricken and depressed that they can't handle it. So oh, they're Jesus. really awful. And they're also brats who harass people. Oh, of course they are. But, oh, but anyway, so these dancing <laughs> oh, flames. That, that goes without saying. The, these dancing <laughs> flames are about four inches high, dance up the stairs. So just the flame, like not just like a candle flame. or something. Yeah, just the okay. flame. Then they go under the stair, under the kid's door. One gets in one kid's face. The other gets in the one kid's face. They're not freaked out. They're like, oh, look at that, Bobby. Oh, how beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, Sally, do you see this fire? What is it, Sally? Oh, I hope it never goes away. Oh, it's going out. Please don't go away. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then it turns out the flames are the parents. And they okay. don't have the strength yet to fully materialize. So all they could be is a little, a little dancing. Yeah, so thing. then all of a sudden they materialize, and then they're there with the kids. And oh, my God. And then the aunt and uncle are freaked out because they can't see them, and they hire a medium. And the medium <gasps> comes to drive the spirits out, but the spirits won't leave. Because the spirits are the parents. Yes. So okay. then, but they try to leave, right? And they're right. dancing in their, in their Suzuki Samurai. 
Really? And, yes, and they're trying to leave. Is it just like the one you used to have? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, actually. <laughs> and so they're driving, and all of a sudden they're stopped by fog, right? Like this big, thick fog comes out of nowhere. And they can't okay. go forward anymore, and he's like... We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. And the kids are screaming because they don't want to leave because they want to stay with their parents. And Oh, my God. But anyway, so he starts flooring the samurai, right? And it's not going anywhere. And then they show the outside of the car. And the car is, like, elevated in the middle of this bank of fog. Okay. With the wheels spinning. Oh, my God. And it's just so cheesy and just so TV, 70s TV. I love it. quality. Oh, I love it. It was so fabulous. Oh, my God. It was so fabulous. Oh, my God. I mean, shitty as all hell. Oh, God, yes. But fabulous. So what, oh, my God, what ends up happening? Do they they end up all living in the house forever? They go back to the house, and then the medium goes back, and I knew you were going to try to do this. I will get rid of you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. And... If God do that, I don't even remember. Oh, my God. I don't think... There's, like, these glowing red stones in the (laughs) yard that I guess where the bloody rag was before the bodies got taken away, and they were glowing, and each kid put one in their pocket, so I guess the spirits weren't banished. Oh, okay. I don't really even remember. It was so nonsensical. I don't even remember, and I didn't even really understand the end. And because you don't care what happens to the children. Yeah. It's like, because they can fucking die for all I care. But yeah, Sweet House of Horrors. Oh, God, that's wonderful. made-for-TV one that I watched. I thought watched. she was supposed to be really good. Yeah, was <laughs> called House of Clocks. <gasps> Ooh, I already like it. And that was good. Ooh, because clocks are automatically creepy. That was really good. It was like these old people are like the eccentrics and they live in this big house and there's like hundreds of clocks everywhere in the house. Oh my god. And... I don't want to spoil this one because I want you to watch oh, it. Oh, I totally want to watch it. Oh, the spoils in the house, and there's there's dead bodies in the basement with a really weird explanation, and then robbers come. Okay. And then the robbers <laughs> murder the old people. I, do but do the, yeah. Italian robbers just, yeah, are they really murderous, maybe? But then the clocks start going backwards, <gasps> and then... The old people come alive, and they and then they kill the robbers, and then. Oh my god! But while they're but while they're like stalking the robbers, the robbers are trying to get away. Uh-huh. They're outside, and of course, outside the house is a graveyard, and then for no reason, there's zombies. Oh yay! <laughs> oh my god! And then you go back <laughs> in the house, and there's really really weird things that go on. Right. Dealing with the cadavers, and then there's a there's a secret twist at the end. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, that one was really good. And that one was also made for TV? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God, I watched another Haunted House movie Ooh. that was a Fulci. Oh, yeah? Um, also had a very annoying child in it named Bob. Bob doesn't seem so very Italian to Bob me. was this Bob. hideous, hideous thing with like a long, blonde, he-man haircut. 
Like little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> ugly red European lips. And I just wanted to... <laughs> I just wanted to slap him. And he was so annoying. It was not, Bob! Bob! Where's Bob? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but that was a good haunted house movie, too. Really, okay. really weird shit happened in a haunted house. Oh, what was that Ghost one called? Ghost of a Little Girl. Okay. That was coming, you know, that it really, 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 really good. Oh, my God. And uh, What was that one called? Oh, God. Uh, the House by the Cemetery. Yeah, but oh, oh, it's good. And they, uh, you got it. You got to see this one too because it's good and it's scary and it's creepy and oh. there's crazy way the fuck over the top gore in it. Oh my god! Like crazy gore that is that you'll really like because it. it's all real. It's all practical. I love that shit. shit. You know, God, that's my favorite thing. Is like like low budget practical gore effects. It's oh, like yeah, my favorite thing in the world. Hardcore this movie. Oh, my God. Well, you know. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I was so excited at the very first Frightmare to to meet Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Because 2000 Maniacs is an amazing movie. And it is disgusting. (laughs) And it was made for, like, fucking nothing. I mean, what you can do with raw hamburger meat and some ketchup and a brown paper bag. (laughs) I swear to God. People, you just... This... This is why practical effects are the best. You can really freak people out with oh, that. Oh yeah, this movie is like a little caro syrup. <laughs> it's good, and we, we we yeah we gotta watch it together though, so we can we can yell at the TV when every time Bob. Oh comes God, on. yes, God, yes, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> You want to hear something scary? Sure. Vagina. I'm not scared of vaginas. Neither am I, but apparently people are. Like Pitney? Not like in a gay dude way, but in like a phobia way, like really scared, like phobia. So there are people who have like panic attacks and stuff when they see a vagina? See one, see a picture. Think about them. Yeah, even some women are scared of their own vagina. God, as if women aren't under enough pressure. Uh, it can really mess with your life. It could be way beyond fear of having sex. Like, it's bad enough. It can make them scared even to be around women. Like, they are so fucking scared of the vagina. Ah, like Mike Pence. Got it. Like most phobias... Eurotrophobia, that's what it's called or something like that. You can look it up. Trust me, it's a real thing. Eurotrophobia is usually caused by some sort of, like, trauma. It could be treated with exposure. But, like, if you're phobic, yeah, like, if you're phobic and you're exposed to it, how do you really heal from it, you know? It's weird. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a thing. It's a thing. No, I joke not. It's a thing. (laughs) And, like, exposure to vaginas. Like, I'm not scared of them, but I don't want them all exposed at me either. Hypnotherapy apparently works for some people. Hmm. Oh, all right, Mr. Vice President. Just keep your (laughs) eyes on the swinging pocket pussy. You're getting sleepy. Yeah, I really don't want to picture Mike Pence anywhere near a vagina. Yeah, I think he doesn't want to be near one either. 
very white of him. Yeah. <laughs> the sad thing is that women are being freaked out by their own vaginas. And it's weirdly common. Like, we'll put the mirror down there and look at them and be like, ah, heaven forbid we go to the gynecologist or OBGYN. Like, we want to know nothing about them. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, you know, actually, the, the first time I ever the first time I ever looked at mine was after I had an ablation when all my skin was burned off. And that was attractive. The first <laughs> time I heard about it was on Sex in the City when Charlotte said, put a mirror down there. And I did. And I listened <laughs> to the TV. I looked at it and I was like, oh, face hugger. Oh, my God. Ripley would kill this. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to burn it. <laughs> And it would go. (laughs) (laughs) An awful lot of women are convinced their junk is disgusting. When really anyone you let close to your crotch is going to be pretty appreciative. You let them get there. (laughs) And you know, know, really vaginas, they're like snowflakes. They're all pretty and unique. And fun to catch one on your tongue. Mm. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Love it, darling. So they made some fabulous stuff made for TV in the 70s. I, I really, really miss, like, I mean, it's so weird because, like, I guess... I, cause like, I want to say that they don't have horror on TV anymore, but I guess that's because I don't consider Walking Dead to be horror. <laughs> like, I just, maybe, I mean, maybe it was in the beginning, but I don't consider it to be anymore. But, because it's not scary. Mm-hmm. There's nothing scary about Walking Dead to me. But it's not like... What was, what was the Kim Darby one with the, is it Don't Look in the Basement... Don't open the door. Don't answer the phone. What was that? Oh, God. I feel like it was Don't Look in the Basement, but I don't know. Because that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, and I remember they used to show horror movies all the time on ABC, CBS, NBC. Yes. It was like once a week or something they'd have a horror movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, you could. And they were like made-for-TV horror movies. Oh, yeah. Salem's Lot is still one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. That was a Mm two-night event. Oh, my. I mean, and, and of course, we had to watch it in my house because my sister, not only was she very into Stephen King, because that was early. That was very early on in her getting into Stephen King. She she became obsessed with Stephen King at that point, but because uh, David Soul and Lance Kerwin, who was James oh. at fifteen, who was very dreamy, and she had pictures of him on her wall, and she was also very into Starsky and Hutch. So we had to watch Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I had no idea. I was always. As a kid, watching shit like that that I had no idea what oh, I was watching, yeah. <laughs> and just being like, like scarred for life. It's amazing that I still like horror stuff now, considering how fucking traumatized I was. Oh, I as was a child. I was a kid, but you know, Race with the Devil made for TV. Oh yes, Satan School for Girls made for TV. Oh yeah, yeah. God, that In was fact, like the YouTube, ultimate TV there is movie. YouTube channels that are all. Horror movies made for TV in the 70s. 
Oh my god! Now you know what's and weird. There's a lot of them, and they're and they're good. They're really fantastic. Now, what's weird about like remember the one that was called Trilogy of Terror? That was like three short oh, stories. Because yes. I loved horror anthologies. Those yes. things like the House That Dripped Blood, those yeah. kinds of things. But the thing that's weird about the Trilogy of Terror is I don't remember the other two. The only one I remember is the one with the little doll. The little fetish, the like the, the Zuni fetish doll oh. that comes to life and attacks Karen Black. Yes. It's the, everyone who was around back then who watched it on TV never fucking forgot it because they were fucking horrified because that thing is the scariest little doll that, fuck Chucky, okay? That Chucky it is not even scary. Really that weird, that yes. fucking thing in Trilogy of Terror is a million times scarier than Chucky. <laughs> God, I think I have that movie. I, I know I do. Oh, God, I'm sure you do. I'm sure I do. It's so great. But I honestly do not remember the other parts. I don't either, but now I'm going to have to go home and find it and watch it. Yeah, oh, but, my God. Oh, and then this other one I watched was an American made-for-TV Yeah. That, star- that starred Barbara Stanwyck in the 70s. Oh, my God. And it was The House, uh. that, the house that Would Not Die. Oh, wait, that sounds familiar. Oh my god, I'm I'm having some visuals. She inherits but I'm not sure. the house and yes. takes her niece there to go live with her. Oh my god! And then weird, <laughs> weird things start happening because there's this weird thing about back during the Civil War. Oh, there was um, like there was a battle there or something. There, or there was no, it wasn't the Civil War. It was before that. The War for Independence. That's how far back it goes. Oh, so it was up. It was up there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there was like this weird murder where the father had murdered the daughter and the fiance because they were going to expose him as being a British spy. <gasps> and the ghost of the girl. Oh my god. Was trying to get released, and the ghost of the father was still there and agitated. And oh, were, my God. And, they had, and, of course, like all 70s movies, there was a seance. There, oh, yeah. There was possession by ghosts. Always. You know, weird door slammings. For, I mean, it was fabulous. Oh, my God. And I love, like, those old haunted house movies that they don't really seem to do much anymore. Yeah, Haunted House, that's a that's a very specific kind of movie that I just... And I guess maybe Paranormal Activity and stuff is considered Haunted House movie, but I have a hard time classifying those as the same way. It's not like... Like, Woman in Black was the old oh, school. Yeah. I loved Woman in Black so much because it was so... It, it, it was everything I used to love uh-huh. about Haunted House movies. It was perfect. Oh, yeah, it's such a good movie. I just, oh my god. And it's, I mean, I don't go to theater to see horror movies very much because I know how I am. But I saw that in the theater. Not only that, but of course I'll go if it's like the first showing in the morning. So I have a uh-huh. whole day to survive <laughs> and get over it and just in case it traumatizes me. But I, I remember so much that the whole time I saw that movie, I was like doing breathing exercises. Because the atmosphere in that movie was so perfect and so scary that, like, I was, like, controlling my breathing because I was so afraid I was just going to go into, like, a panic attack. Oh. Because it was so perfectly creepy. I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh 
Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, Producer Michael. Producer Michael, hi. Oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. I guess I could do that. So here we are in the future <laughs> on a completely different day from when we recorded that other stuff. But still, in a way, talking about horror on TV because we're going to talk about it. Yes. Now, we are going to confess to something that is going to shock you all. We haven't seen it. The TV one. No, and in fact, I have had a copy of it for years. And I I only just found out tonight that my husband owns it on (laughs) DVD, and I had no idea. Which is weird, because I'm such a Tim Curry fan. Well, yeah, we both are. But I've always had this uh, this irrational hatred of Stephen King. Oh, well, I don't have that. So it's made me never want to see it, because... I think C. Stephen King is a mentally ill sicko. Well, he is, I used he is to a little think bit. That. I yeah. used to think that. I'm different now. <laughs> but I used to have this thing against him, and I don't well, know why. And but back I did. then, back then, <laughs> you weren't really into horror as much back then. No. Not to the level that you are now. No, no. But I can say, I can say honestly, because of the second part of the movie coming out recently. Uh, it may have been the Sci-Fi Channel was showing the miniseries again, and I thought, oh, I should take advantage of this and watch it. It was already gone for a bit, but I gotta say, I I saw John Ritter. I immediately got sad. I didn't want to watch it anymore, and I just the first thing I thought was, oh my god, John Ritter, Harry Anderson, two people whose deaths I'm still not over. Yeah. You know, I I probably should watch it before we. Knock wood before we lose Tim Curry because I'll never be oh, able to handle it yeah. then. But I can say this because it's been out for so long and it's so footage from it is so readily available. I have probably seen half to two thirds of Tim Curry's scenes, mm-hmm. and I can honestly say I don't find him scary. And that's all I've ever heard from people is how terrifying Tim Curry was in it, and I don't see how it's scary. Yeah, maybe in context to see it all together, but yeah, I don't know, but I do want to see it now. Sure. You know, so we'll have to watch it soon. But I, I, I really, and I know this is sacrilegious, but I don't think that I could like it as much as I like these two movies. Yeah. Because I kind of love these two movies to an irrational level. I love them so goddamn much. <laughs> I love I mean, them. I like them. 
I enjoyed them. You haven't I, seen them as much as I have, though. I, would, I don't think I would ever buy them. <laughs> I'd never watch them over and over. <laughs> I already have, I so... <laughs> so... Oh! What, what, what can we, what say, can we I say? I really did enjoy them, but you can tell that they were written at a time when times were different. And I found, like, even oh. though it's teenage boys... That even though it's been updated, it's I still, you can the, tell, the, yeah. The dick joke's distasteful, and the wanking joke's distasteful, and the... It amazes me that you find this kind I of stuff I just found so all of it distasteful, but, but that's very, it is very accurate. Oh, yeah. As in the 80s, you know. Well, and teenage boys... Period, because boys are disgusting. Are so yeah, but I just found it a lot of it just very distasteful. But I figured that's the time that it was written, you know, well, and, and the time I, that it was set. Well, and that's one of the things that I actually the updating because the the book the kids' time is in the fifties and the adult time is in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So now the kids' time is in the eighties. And there's certain things about the updating that there are things that are iconic to it that I will say don't necessarily translate well to something that's more modern, such as little boys making paper boats and covering them in wax to make them go down the street in the rain. Yeah, that's a really weird thing now. I mean, (laughs) this going down to the cellar to get the wax... None of us are of the age where we were children in the 50s. Yeah. None of us. I don't think I don't think any of us had parents that canned vegetables or fruits or like made jam and shit. Why would anyone have wax? I had aunts and uncles that did that. <laughs> so, but you it's, know. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's such a it's such a 50s thing. Also, having a little yeah. brother named Georgie is a very 50s yes. thing. No kid in the 80s was called Georgie. That's true. Possibly a little girl might be called that, yeah. but not a little boy. But other than that, and possibly the gay thing being your deep, dark secret was much more of a thing then than it would be now because an oh, adult yeah. admitting to being gay in the 80s was almost fucking unheard of as we've discussed before yeah, yeah. because what an utterly homophobic time it was. Oh, yeah. Although I did kind of like when the kids' time was being set in the 80s, the hypochondria of Eddie brought in the whole, you know, you can get AIDS blood in, you know, uh, and my mom knows a guy who got AIDS from touching a pole in the, in the subway or whatever, you know, yeah. that was so fucking 80s. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm sure young people today just thought it was like, how could anyone ever say that? It's like, because it was the 80s. That's, yeah. And that's what people believe. But I think, I it, it does make me wonder if the adult, Richie, okay, we're fucking spoiling everything. We have to assume you people know yeah. about this story already. So the adult Richie, his deep, dark secret, even as an adult in modern times, being that he's gay, I mean, it's certainly still possible, but maybe it doesn't read the same. No, it's totally, that's definitely a product of, I mean, he's in Hollywood, he's in show time. business. Yeah. Somebody knew he was gay. He blew someone. But I will say that 
it was hard for me to even sympathize with his struggle because I can so utterly disliked his character. <laughs> and I really hated Eddie, too. Right. I like the other characters. Yeah. That those two characters, like, just intensely disliked. I hated them as children, and I hated yeah. them as adults. They definitely would have been people <clears throat> that we would not have had in our social circle. The other kids were much more the kind of kids we'd hang out with. Oh, yeah, and the whole, and Eddie with his goddamn inhaler. He had asthma. I know, but did he really? Some people actually I mean, have <laughs> asthma. And what is it about a child with an inhaler that automatically makes me dislike them? I don't know. Because of Verity Nozlin. All because of Verity Nozlin. And, and, her, and her imaginary yes. asthma. <laughs> One thing that I really like, and I don't, because I don't know the source material as well as a lot of other people do, I think... Beverly is like one of the coolest characters ever. Oh yeah, I like her. She a lot. is total total dream girl, total girl that any guy would want to hang out with, that any guy would want to be his girlfriend. She's like the ultimate dream girl. Although I do have to say, I was distracted in the with the adult Beverly mm -hmm. because I don't know if I ever noticed before that Jessica Chastain was so booby. And I even asked my husband. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> when they had to crawl through the narrow place in uh -huh. the cave, um, I literally had a thought. I don't know if her tits can fit through that uh. through that hole. <laughs> that I thought it was weird that she was that that she was able to fit through, considering how jugsy she is. Because I asked my husband, it, it, "Was it my imagination, or has she always been that booby?" And he was like, "I don't know. I've never really paid attention yeah. to her. Because obviously, if she was jugsy, he would know." <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, this is yes. my husband we're talking about. <laughs> he enjoys the boobs. So, oh, I don't know if I want to get into this thing yet. Do you want to talk about, about gay themes before I get into the theme of fear? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's just because before we saw it yeah. today. Yes, um, we, had, we, had a, we watched part one this morning. Yeah. And then we ran to the theater and watched part yeah, two. Yeah, which I had seen part one in the theater. But that was two years ago. But, yeah, and I didn't really remember the story. Right. So, but anyway, so, yeah, I had read all this stuff online, but, you know, the gays, <laughs> they get all bent out of shape over everything, <laughs> and I normally pay no fucking attention because it just makes me want to roll my eyes and tell them to shut the fuck up. Sure. But unlike that with anybody that gets bent out of shape about things, pretty much. Right. But anyway... All the, oh, the, the gay bashing scene at the beginning was gratuitous and unnecessary, and it was just making homophobia happen, and it was just glorifying homophobia and blah, blah. You know, you've read all that shit oh, online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the I thought it was absolutely perfect yeah, myself. all the shut the fuck up shit online that yeah. all these stupid young people who shouldn't have an opinion are spouting. Right. One is part of the source material. Yes. And I read an article about it, and Stephen King included it in his book based on a real-life crime that he was so outraged by. Right. And he included it as part of the horror of the book. Right. The theme being people are awful. And that this you town know. has this literal well of evil under it that awakens, and the normal awfulness of people becomes a thousand times worse yes. every 27 years. And so 
normal teenage dickheads become murderous teenage yeah. dickheads in this town. So, yeah. I I mean, of course, I thought it was disturbing, but it was supposed to be. Absolutely. And I did. I found it accurate. Right. You know. You know, as someone who has knowledge of such things. Yeah, and hopefully people saw it and they were like, oh my God, what dicks that are beating up these, you know, this right. cute gay couple. Oh my God, they were adorable. But also they should have been like, oh wow, yeah, this shit really does happen. Hmm, make them think, which was the point. Right. You know, it wasn't glorifying gay bashing. In, yeah. And considering that the the youngest of the the young toughs that were beating up this couple I swear to god when that when that little person I'm just going to say person walked up at first I honestly thought it was a girl I thought oh, it was I a really too. really ugly girl I thought it was like some street urchin lesbian <laughs> <laughs> Exactly and then when it turned into a gay bashing I'm guessing boy I don't know it was like gee do 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 the do this kid's friends do they know that their little friend here is looks like a little lesbian with her little lesbian haircut I'm, and her lesbian outfit? <laughs> yeah, I got. I was like, I, I was puzzled by that <laughs> by that cast member. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm sure he or she or they yeah. is a lovely person. They oh, were obviously sure. meant to be an evil little asshole. But you I was know, very but, confused by how feminine-looking yes. the gay basher was. But it was yeah, but it was weird. It was like, I, I found it offensive and awful because it was supposed to be offensive and awful. Right, right. But not in the way that people online were bent out of shape about it. Right. Are they upset because they think that doesn't happen? Are they upset because they think it might happen, but it's not that bad? Well, I mean, I don't know why... I kind of got the impression that... Are they, they mad like, because there wasn't a trigger warning? If there was, like, a gay... If there's any gay context, of course, some of these people nowadays, anything, you know, it can't be anything less than showing a guy sucking a cock on screen or it's not a gay enough. Right. And I think there's a part of that bullshit, too. Well, it should have been more overt. It should have been clearly stated when Richie was in love with Eddie, and it should right. have been some sort of blah, blah, blah. And I've read a lot of stuff like that, too, and it's like, why? And it's like, Everybody if, knew if it's what going, was going to be... On, right. And it was clearly a work of fiction that was written at a time where that would have never been right. that way. And also, they weren't teenagers today. They were teenagers either in the 50s or in the 80s. Yes. And either one of those times, there's no fucking way that kid would have come out to his friends. Exactly. No fucking way. Exactly. Although, I have to say, the last thing that Eddie said to Richie when I first saw part two, uh -huh. I was so glad that the movie got really loud very quickly after that because I was laughing so hard when Eddie said... I fucked your mother. Oh, I, yeah. I laughed so far. Really? That hit, that hit me I so hard. It was horribly distasteful. See, I don't understand that. Oh. I thought it was horribly distasteful. But <laughs> I will, that is, that is, that is such, I don't, I'm, I'm losing the word. That is something about you that I will never I understand. <laughs> that you don't like dick jokes. <laughs> I know, but you know, I, I generally don't like humor. 
I generally don't. You don't, you don't like children. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like humor coming from children. You don't like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Well, and and I just, I kind of mentioned this when I was talking about what I have seen from the TV series. And even though horror on TV can be just as scary as horror in the movies. Oh, yeah. And in the past, it certainly has been. um, I don't think that it was particularly scary. And I will say, I don't think that it, movies are all that scary either. I think Mm-mm. I think there's a lot of startling, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with a good jump scare. They they did it very well. And there's good gore. There's here good and gore. There, and there's... You know, Eddie's broken arm really wigs me out. Yeah. But I will say that my the thing that I love about it is that it's it's not so much that it's scary; it's that it's about fear. Mm-hmm. And horror is like the only genre that can play with that but I think that this plays with it in a really interesting way and it's not just the literal okay because the bad guy feeds on fear and whatever but the fact that the things that people are afraid of the legitimate things that people are afraid of you know each character has their own thing although from what I understand in the original one of them's afraid of a Dracula, one of them's afraid of a wolfman, one of them's afraid of a mummy. And it's like, and even like the mummy plays into the movies and it comes out of fucking nowhere and I don't understand uh-huh. it. <laughs> the kid that's saying, or the adult that's saying you're just a mummy or whatever when they're trying to put him down and make him feel yeah. insignificant. It's like, but a mummy, you that mummy never came up. The What you were afraid of was the headless boy who chased you through the library. yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's like, they, they did such a good job of coming up with a good fear for all of them. I mean, obviously the hypochondriac was always a hypochondriac, but they made it different. Yeah. Oh, did you notice? Probably not, because I didn't notice till I heard it. The actress who plays Eddie's wife is the exact same actress that plays his mother. Oh, really? She's just not in the fat suit in the bad oh, way. Oh, that's perfect. Too. It makes, Watching them back to back, it made it even... Because I knew that. I found that out last uh-huh. night. So when I watched them today, I made a point of paying attention to her features and stuff. I mean, I could tell she was in a fat suit in the first one. Because no one's fat is shaped like that. Yeah. And her legs were yeah. way too skinny for her body. Anyway. But, the, but, the, but, but back to the fear thing. I like the fact that... The, the the idea, even though it's not, like, overt necessarily, is that what you're afraid of is never going to be the thing that hurts you. The fact that you're afraid of it is the it's, thing that's yeah. going to, is ultimately the thing that's going to do the damage to you. Like, whether it's just, I mean, not everyone has an evil clown living in the sewer, so we would be, f- have damage done to us by, say, not participating in things because we're scared. Yeah. Not, yeah. not trying things because we're scared when really nothing's actually going to hurt us but because anxiety and fear is such an asshole that way and i like i like the idea that sort of never quite outright saying but it's definitely kind of in there and one of the things that about about the fear and i'm just going to ask you this because i I didn't say anything before Uh because my husband didn't get it I made a comment 
about Beverly's fear. Because, I mean, yeah, there was her creepy-ass father, mm-hmm. but there was more than that. And I was I was commenting to my husband how I really liked the way they handled what her fear was, and then he didn't understand what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ask you, apart from just her creepy-ass father, what do you think her fear was? Oh, God. Because I looked online, and I find that Women are the only ones, for the most part, that instantly get what she's afraid of. I don't know, like not recognizing love or something? Uh, No. Okay, so every time somebody had an encounter with Pennywise, Mm -hmm. like the kids saw the leper and it was obviously it was Pennywise. Or, you know, the kid, the other kid saw the headless boy or whatever. Yeah. And, and like Mike saw the, the burnt hand sticking out the door. She got her bathroom covered in blood. She had a shower of blood. Is that a hint? Oh, because yeah, because she was freaking out over buying those tampons. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because being a girl at that age, (laughs) when you're first having to deal with your period when fucking disgusting men, even though you're 12 are looking at you and practically licking their lips right in your fucking face because men are disgusting. And I, and, and maybe it's just me because when I was that age, I had a goddamn reputation for being a slut, even though I wasn't even going to kiss a boy till I was 16. It's like, Oh my God, all you have to do is be a young girl sprouting boobs for the first time. Mm -hmm. And the whole world becomes this terrifying, gross, ooh, I don't want to be a woman. Ooh, I don't want any of this because it's gross. And it doesn't mean you don't like boys or whatever because you still have all that. But it's like, ooh, I don't want any of this. And... I, and, and, of course, the, the ugh, God, her father. What yeah, excellent yeah. casting. What an right. amazing <laughs> performance. That guy, oh, God, when he sniffed her hair. Oh, God, there's nothing gross than, than someone sniffing someone's hair. Don't you think? That's that's about as creepy as yeah, anything Yeah, I mean, if it's not like in a romantic encounter, you know. But even I mean, in a romantic yeah. encounter, it's like if you're going to smell someone's hair, <laughs> you shouldn't go... Oh, yeah. You need to be yeah. subtle with that shit because they'll know and then they'll run away. Yep. <laughs> but, oh, my God. But, I mean, it, it was part of what made her so wonderful. But I did like, and I think I think I read somewhere that how, how much time and care the boys took cleaning up her bathroom. Mm-hmm. That that must have been, that that was like a choice the director made to not make that two seconds and then we move on. Yeah. Because it represented this group of boys like treating one, treating her like an equal, believing what she says mm-hmm. and not just being dicks like, well, that's your problem or, ooh, that's girl stuff or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they exactly. obviously thought it was yeah. gross because yeah. it was a bathroom completely covered floor to ceiling with blood. Yeah. My God. That was, that was a serious amount of blood. <laughs> Oh, so gross. It's so gross. But yeah, that had to have been. Although the, the only thing I have to add about her, 
I wonder, even though it was, you know, obviously she thought and fantasized that her love poem was from the other character. Was from Bill. From Bill. Because she had a crush on Bill anyway. Right. I wonder, had Ben not lost all that weight... Oh, I've, I've thought that, too. There is no way in hell she would have been kissing him and ended up with him at the end if he was still fat. Right. If he if he didn't have... Oh, because didn't you love... So when he's getting... When Pennywise is carving the home at last in yeah. his stomach, and then she breaks the mirror, and then it's gone, and he pulls up his shirt, total six-pack. Oh, I know. Like, that would ever happen in real total life. Total six-pack but... that no one in real life actually has. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, nice CGI six-pack. But there is no way that she would have gone for him. If if fucking if he was John Goodman. Fat. Yeah. You know, if Eric Stone Street from Modern Family even was knowing, playing bump grown-up Ben. Yeah, yeah, even knowing that that poem was from him. And she, that it was the ultimate romantic yeah, thing that's ever happened to her in her life. But she still would have been, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just not attracted to you. I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're my friend and I want to fuck. Bill. Yeah, I'm going to fuck Bill anyway. Right. And that that is one of the things that even though that that is that is an issue that even though we're supposed to feel sympathetic for little fat Ben, we're also still simultaneously supposed to laugh at Eddie's fat mom. And yeah, I think some yeah. of that I mean it's one thing for a teenage boy to be a dick about mm-hmm. his friend's mom, but it continued well into adulthood yeah. with, oh, you have a fat mom and a fat wife. Oh, ha, 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 how dare you marry a fat woman? Hello. But still, a lot of that obviously would have been in the source material. Yeah, and like because, it was very much of the time that it was written. Right. You know? And if he wrote the book today... Well, and there is also something that was in the book... That I'm going to assume you don't know about because no inter, no adaptation has ever included uh-huh. this because oh my god they never Ooh, would. What? When they're still in the sewer when they're kids. Uh-huh. There's apparently this moment where, uh, as a bonding thing, Beverly fucks every single one of the boys, even though they're twelve. In the book. In the book, it's like an orgy in the sewer. Wow. And even Stephen King is like, look, I don't know. I, I, he's like, I, I wouldn't have written that now. Of yeah. course not. <laughs> it was, I mean, he, I mean, I've read some little snips of interviews and stuff with him about that going, look, it seemed like a thing at the time. Yeah, yeah. But what's weird is that I didn't hear about it until very recently and considering that one of my sisters is an enormous Stephen King fan and it by far is her favorite, favorite, uh-huh. favorite Stephen King book. She has never mentioned it. That well, never maybe came it up. It just never occurred to her that it was it was just that it was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that it's disgusting and horrifying. Because they're children. I mean, even just because just because some of them were going through puberty, yeah, doesn't you know, little Stanley with his cracking little voice. But oh, again, I just. But again, it was the times. It was the that times. they were written. <laughs> but that's so gross because the whole point of Beverly, I thought, was yes, there's rumors about her, but she's not the the dirty yeah. girl that everyone thinks yeah. she is. But then she allegedly fucks all her all her friends in the sewer. See, that doesn't even make any sense. 
I mean, when I was in high school and all of my friends were boys, there were people who assumed I was fucking all my friends. And they knew you weren't. Uh, <laughs> I'm just whispering yeah. someone who thought I was. Who but probably to this day still thinks that was true. They know, but all those people that call, you know, they call people sluts and stuff, they know that that's not real. I think that they know it's not real and that they're just being terrible. Oh, I don't know. I mean, part of what solidified my reputation back in the day was when people found out that I went to Rocky Horror. Now, granted, I was still... 13. Oh, but yeah. you can't go to Rocky Horror and not be just blowing every guy there, apparently. I mean, you did, but that's not, that's beside the point. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Look at what I just brought up on my phone. Pictures of Bob. <laughs> oh, look at his stupid face. <laughs> oh, my God. What is with that hair? I mean, even for the 70s or early awful. 80s or whatever. Look, look. Oh, God. Uh, isn't uh, is awful? Ugh. Don't you want to just slap him? Oh, he really, yeah. He needs... <laughs> I especially like the one where someone's pushing his head down. That picture's great. But anyway, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. It's Bob. weird that you could look look you'd look up a character from some ancient movie that nobody cares about, and all these pictures will come up. You know? I wonder if everyone hates Bob. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>